The Tumblers Willie podcast, episode 11. Over to you. Welcome back, Tumbleheads. I'm Andy Barbro, American television writer. I'm Andy Stanton, British children's author, and we're, what, 11 episodes into our look at this seminal show, and, you know, we thought we'd do something a little different this time, change it up a little. Yeah, it's time to hear from you folks. Uh, We've been getting a a lot of feedback from you guys throughout this journey. Well, the emails started pouring in almost immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suffice to say, we have started a bit of a firestorm, haven't we? (laughs) Well, the response has been almost overwhelming at times, yes. But, you know, it's it's just fascinating to learn how you guys out there are hearing all this and what questions it is throwing up from your end. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's get right into it. We'll see what we can do to tie up a few of those loose ends. Over to you. Over to you, Tumbleheads. Our first question comes from Andrea Dickinson, all the way up in Edinburgh, who writes, I've often heard the expression, the full Turpington in conversation, and I wondered if it had anything to do with Nate Turpington, the director of Tumblr's Willie in the 1960s. Can you help? Okay, so let's unpack this. Uh, The phrase, the full Turpington, is often used as shorthand to describe any piece of art or, well, any endeavour, really, that approaches greatness and then falls away somewhat at the last. And, of course, probably the most famous example of that is, yes, Nate Turpington and his time on Tumblr's with the Beatles. Right, right. The the Beatles famously did not take Turpington's advice in the studio. And I think we can agree Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band suffered as a result. Exactly. It falls away at the last. And this is what we mean when we say it doesn't attain the full Turpington. And, you know, you'll see it used in all sorts of disciplines. I mean, you might say of a tennis player, well, he had an excellent career in the sport, but eh, he never quite attained the full Turpington. The, The full Turpington. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and one can look to Pete Sampras, or Federer, you know, neither of whom, these are very good players, don't get me wrong, but... Sure, uh, great players. Yeah, yeah. Above average players. Well above average, well above average. But why couldn't Sampras win a couple more, though? You know, just a, yeah. a couple more of, yeah. of anything, really, at that point. But but no, yeah. that's he, he didn't. He didn't quite attain the full Turpington, we would say. Yeah, yeah. A full Turpington was not attained. And I think it's, it, it really smarts these, you know, these people, the Beatles, Sampras, whoever, you know, they come perilously close. And then they just... Well, I always imagine it like someone just trying to claw their way out of a ravine and into Mm -hmm. the nourishing sunlight. And, you know, they get so far and then they, oh, ah, the soil cracks and crumbles and, oh, they just go scrambling and flailing back down, you know, scrabbling away with rocks and boulders. And, uh, you know, rather than the glory they were hoping for, uh, they do unfortunately end up lying in a tangled heap of, uh, well, bones and regret, really at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the ravine. Yeah, I would say a ravine. Or, or a gully, it could be. It could be a gully, it could be a ravine, a ditch. Uh, yeah, it could d- be a ditch, oh, Well, yeah. ditches aren't deep enough, actually. Forget I said ditch. Ah. It's not a ditch. No, I think you're... Yeah, yeah. In general, we're talking a, a gully or a ravine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What matters here really is the, the ledge and the rockiness. Yeah. So that you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And... 
this failure at the last, this this is what separates the truly greats from the also-rans, I think. Yeah, yeah, whether they got over the top of that ravine. Right, right. Or gully. Yeah, and this is what we see with Sergeant Pepper's vis-a-vis tumblers. The whole project was nearly there, and then... Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, almost there. Uh, down the ravine it goes. Oh. Or gully. Bump, bump, ouch. A full Turpington, there was none. A full Turpington, there was not, sir. Indeed. But look, it's not to completely write off that era of tumblers. No, no. Or the Beatles. No, not not at all. You know, th- these grand ambitions, you know, even if they don't quite come off, they do generate discussion. I mean, you can look at any period of tumblers, Willie, and find something that's less than perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. As we've mentioned before, some have called tumblers, Willie, really the, the most successful failure in, in world history. Right. Or the most failed success, uh, depending yeah. on which side of the... Uh, of the gully. Yeah, yeah. But to answer our listener's original question, uh, no, the full Turpington is not, in fact, named after Nate Turpington. The phrase uh, actually, I believe, dates back to Chaucer. Or, or There's some dispute, but certainly it's... A... Yeah, yeah. It precedes the show by centuries. But a very interesting question nonetheless. Thank you for that. So we've had a question sent in by mail. Uh, Mrs. Dorothy Shiftles of Sheffield writes, I remember hearing somewhere that one of the actors on the show had an angle brain, and I wondered if you could cast any light on that rumour. Thank you. Well, Dorothy, you are correct. So we've had another letter arrive in the post. Oh, it's from Dorothy Shiftles again. She writes, I wonder if you could please elaborate on your previous answer. Well, Dorothy, we can. Uh, And thank you for asking, by the way. The actor you're thinking of is none other than Michael Wisch. 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 Michael Wisch. The original star of Tumblr's Willie from the radio days all the way back in 1902, if you remember. And yes, there is evidence to suggest that Wisch did indeed have an angle brain. Right. His brain had, it, it had actually formed at an angle. Yeah. Yeah. So it had an, it, well, it's nothing you could see from the outside. Uh, no. Uh, it certainly didn't affect his life or his work in any way. No, no, no. But it was an angled, yeah. It, it was uh, on a slight tilt. He had an angle brain. He had an angle brain. It was, Well, a lot of people apparently have an angle brain. Uh, Vish, v- Vish. Vish had a fairly pronounced, totally unremarkable angle brain, which yeah, uh, yeah. it had no bearing. Oh, it had no bearing. Anything. No. It had no bearing or effect. But uh, that's what characterizes an angled brain is the fact that it makes absolutely no discernible difference to anything. And, th- and that's how you can tell. That That's how they diagnose it in many cases. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, they'll take a look at someone and say, ah, oh, completely unremarkable, totally normal appearance and behavior. And then they write it down in their case notes. Probable angle brain. Probable angle brain. Yeah, yeah. And then it escalates, Andy, because they, you know, these doctors and such, they can't admit to any doubt in their profession. <laughs> doctors, yeah. Yeah, they just want certainty. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That word probable is like a thorn in the side to these people. Exactly, exactly. So that night when they're thinking about it, they just go, do you know what, mm, darling? Mm. I'm just going to cross out the probably because I want to get to sleep. Yeah. So there you are. Suddenly we've got a full-blown diagnosis on our hands. Yeah, yeah, it's a full diagnosis. It's on the books. Yeah, much to the doctor's relief, and he can drift off to slumberland without a care in the world. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, 
The hapless angle brain sufferer typically doesn't know he or she has been diagnosed in the first place. Right, right, right. And then they have to deal with that. You know, they, right. they have to deal with not knowing that for the rest of their lives. Yeah, they have to deal with not having a clue. Yeah, that's that's their burden. Yeah, and going about their daily business unaffected. You know, you could be standing around on a boulevard, Andy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll diagnose you. You know, you don't know how often you get diagnosed in a typical day. Yeah, they'll diagnose you at the drop of a hat. They really will. Yeah. And it is often at the drop of a hat. You know, they'll see uh, if you drop your hat and accidentally reveal your skull for even one moment. Oh, if they see your skull, they're writing you up. Yeah, that looks normal, they say. Probable angle brain. Probable angle brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definite angle brain. Yeah, so you're stuck with not knowing that. And meanwhile, this fat cat doctor's having the time of his life giving papers on you all around town. Oh, he's out there receiving awards, you know. Oh, great job diagnosing another angle brain, doctor. Right, right. A week later, he's giving papers all around the world. Oh, he's being faded. He's being flown first class. He's uh, going to the finest hotels. Yeah, courted by kings and princes. Ribbon cuttings, oysters before every meal. Right, right. And very likely diagnosing more and more angle brains as he goes about his international travels. Oh, left and right. Uh, You know, the air stewardesses. The bag handlers, taxi drivers in far-flung lands. Probably he's even diagnosing some of the kings and princes now. You know, it's big name cases like that that are going to really seal his reputation. Right, right. It's a self-perpetuating cycle of noticing people and diagnosing them. Oh, well, he just wants more and more by this point. I mean... Oh, yeah. He's completely out of control. Is that... Is that right? No. Thank you. But is it how the world works? Yes. Uh, Probable angle brain. Cha-ching! There's another $50,000 for you, doctor. Gentlemen, gentlemen, let me present my latest paper. Oh, Moros Duck, don't mind if I do, Ambassador. It makes me sick, but... Yeah, yeah, It is a horrifying industry. It is, it is. Medicine is a horrifying industry. These doctors diagnosing people... I, I, I I don't want to get on my high horse here. I don't. No. I don't, but... But sometimes you have to. Well, well, I find it reprehensible, and I have for some time, actually. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not happy about it, Andy. No, I can hear that in your voice. That, that's coming across very clearly. Yeah, I just find the whole thing intolerable. Yeah, yeah. If I'm being completely honest with you, I don't like it. Mr. Wendell from the Arrested Development song writes, We hear a lot about later directors such as Ronta Scrabs and David Hunch on your podcast, but the era that really interests me is the 50-year everything. Can you maybe tell us a little about some of the directors from that time? Well, sure. Certainly there were a number of interesting characters from those days. Uh, I suppose the figure that immediately jumps out for me would be Bill Lib. Would you agree, Andy? Bill Lib, certainly. Yeah, director of Tumblr's Willie through much of the 40s, 43 to 49, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, it's difficult to discuss him because, look, his impact on the show was immeasurable. 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 And in fact, he himself was immeasurable. Well, that's correct. He, uh, Bill Lib actually did not possess the dimension of height. He was uh, what we would call now, uh, he, he was a Mobius person. Yeah, yeah, he was a Mobius person, a rare genetic condition where he had no beginning or end. Even his name, Bill Lib, was a, a palindrome. So that too could be said to be infinite. Well, yeah. Uh, Sadly, the Mobius mutation does often present with a whole host of complications. You know, he was afflicted with any number of additional riddles and optical illusions throughout his lifetime. Mm, Yeah, yeah. For example, if you happen to catch sight of him from the side, you would see either Mm, his profile mm. or an old woman with a shroud. 
Right, depending on, on the uh, negative space, the, yeah, the negative space, right? Or if you stared at him face on in just the right way, mm-hmm. like yeah, um, if you crossed your, if you unfocused your eyes slightly, exactly, and you would sometimes be rewarded with a, an image of a completely different person again. Yeah, yeah, or a spaceship, or a dolphin. Yeah, one of his eyes was just a spiral as well. I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, very sadly, the condition did worsen as he got older, uh, eventually spreading to his living space and even some of his possessions. Right, right. He he was plagued by all sorts of mathematical impossibilities, logical riddles. Those candlesticks. He had a set of two candlesticks that looked like three. Right, right. And those staircases in his hallway, he would just go round and round. Round and round. The poor guy couldn't catch a break. You know, there were a lot of stories about him. Uh, He once had to go to hospital, Andy, but uh, when they saw him lying there, the surgeon said, I cannot operate on this man because he's my son. Mm, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But he hadn't... uh, Bill Lib's father was dead. Mm -hmm. And yet the surgeon maintained... I can't operate on this man. He is my son. So, you know, how could that be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and that's never been answered. We've got no idea. Yeah, we We've still don't no know idea. how that happened. Just a real puzzle of a man. Yeah, it must have been a lonely existence, just living alone in that huge house of his, you know, with its maze of a garden. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did have some pets. He had a duck. Oh, he did? I, I always heard he, it, it was a rabbit, wasn't it? Well, there was no consensus on that. Oh. Uh, he had a dog. He had a dog named God Dog. Right, another palindrome there, tragically. And didn't God do- wasn't he lame or something, I, I read? Well, he, he wasn't lame, ah. but he had a hard time walking because he believed that his legs were of very different lengths. But but they were, weren't they? I've seen photos of God Dog and his hind legs are enormous. He's like, looks like a monster truck. No, 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 no. Look closer. It, it was just another illusion. Oh, uh, God, even the dog. Yeah. Poor animal. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we now believe there was nothing wrong with God Dog's legs, but that mm. he had unfortunately been born with very unusual markings on his fur that looked like arrows, some pointing out and then others pointing in. Okay, so that would have led him to think Right, that, right, right, that he couldn't get anywhere. He, he was confused. He could have walked. Right, if only he'd taken his eyes off his bewildering legs. Right, right, if he had just looked forward. And not thought about it. He, he, he lived a long life, but sadly on just the one spot. Well, I didn't know that. That's, that's dreadful. And it just goes to show these so-called illusions, they sound like a lot of fun, but they can actually have very real consequences. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yes, for my money, Bill Lib would be the seminal director of that era. It's probably between him and... Um, uh, Bampy Taylor? Bampy Taylor, yeah, she's the only other one who comes close. But, yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, which one do you go for? Is it Bill? Is it Bampy? It's like, uh, you know, feeling a little like a donkey caught between two bales of straw here. <laughs> right, which is ironic because Bill Lib did also own a donkey who died after not being able to choose between two bales of straw for its dinner. That's right, that's right. Madam, I, Madam the donkey. Yeah, just died of starvation, flanked by two perfectly good nutrition options. Yeah, it broke Bill Lib's heart. It broke his heart. That's why he had to go to hospital in the first place, where, of course, the surgeon mysteriously refused to operate on him. You know, yeah. there was a, a very famous documentary made about uh, the donkey in the 1970s. Lib's ass, a look inside. Lib's ass, yeah. Lib's hungry ass, I believe. Oh, sorry. Uh, Lib's hungry ass, a look inside. So, you know, for anyone who does want to take a deeper dive into the life and times of Bill Lib and his many animal friends... Mm. uh. Mm. I'd probably advise that you don't. Yeah. Because I think really it's a it's a wormhole. It's a wormhole. It's a donkey hole. It's an absolute donkey hole. 
A Miss Jackson from the Outcast song writes, You talk about David Hunch's Roadshow era so eloquently, you really bring it to life for me. Did either of you ever attend one of those shows yourself, or are you just adept at painting vivid pictures with your words? Well, first of all, thank you, Miss Jackson. You are very kind. But I have to say, this is really one for the other Andy, because I, I was all the way here in the States, and I was completely unaware of the show at the time, but you you lived it. Well, sure. I mean, I was 20, 21 years of age. This whole traveling roadshow thing was a very exciting time for me. It really did fire my imagination. But then again, of course, getting to see one of these performances was not easy. You, you didn't know from week to week what town or village it was going to be at. Uh, right, right. You, because the locations were chosen, of course, at random with a pin. Exactly that. And there was, you know, no publicity. So you were constantly trying to keep your ear to the ground to find out where it might pop up next. Yeah, you, you really wanted to to go see one of those shows, right? I really wanted to go. I just got my driver's license. I was raring to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you were patrolling the countryside, I imagine. You you were looking everywhere. Well, well, I had the license, but I couldn't afford a car, so mm. I was reduced to uh, running as fast as I could along yes. the country lanes going... Yeah. Right, 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 right. But, you know, I, I had a license to do so, so... Uh, yeah, who, who could stop you? I, I was perfectly within my rights there. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I was quite limited in how far I could get. because I. It, would, um... it is interesting. Uh, you know, on the British mm. driver's license, a lot of people don't look carefully at it, but it literally does not mention car or automobile in any way. It's all about the speed that you travel and the noise that you make. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of my fellow countrymen and women consider the or actually owning or operating a vehicle once you do have your driver's license to be... Well, a rather vulgar affectation. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, Over-egging the pudding somewhat, you might say. So. Yeah, so there you go, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I will admit there are advantages to having an automobile, but uh -huh. yeah, uh -huh. we're still a little suspicious of such ostentation by and large. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's not British. It, it's it's very showy. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at me. I've got an automobile. Well, well it's not considered nice. It, it's not nice. It's not, It's yeah. not nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but no, I, I did spend a lot of my early 20s hunting for the show high and low, but yeah, to a very limited extent in, you know, after a few back roads and byways, I, I would typically get quite puffed out and have to sit down for a while. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't, um, you, you've, you've got the whole country to cover as well. So I was, no, I was unfortunately never actually able to attend one of these gatherings. Ah, unbelievable. Ugh, so close. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but, you know, I'd still rather that than actually own a car. Mm. It's vulgar. Mr. Ronald Clement of Hounslow asks, When, oh when, are you two going to write a book on Tumblr's Willie? I'd buy it, for goodness sake. Well, that's a very interesting question. I would say the definitive book on Tumblr's Willie is yet to be written. So, yes. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if we are the guys to do it, though, because... Oh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of it's a lot of writing. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to think that one day we would take up that mantle, but then again, mm. you know, when, whenever I start thinking about it, I just get I just I just get very tired. Yeah, yeah. I just think. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm. I, I think. Yeah. yeah I, I think no. I, I think no. Which, which is a shame that we're both so against the idea of doing that work because the books that are out there, you know, they're a pretty sorry bunch. Yeah. Yeah. By and large. I did read a fairly decent account of the 60s era called Not Quite the Full Turpington, Tumblr's Goes Pop. Have you read that one? Yeah, I, I thought that one was pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, I thought it was okay, yeah. What I did like about it, Andy, was that it mentioned Nate Turpington and Tumblr's Willie in the title, 
And I will say that it delivered on both of those promises. It did. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no surprises. No surprises. No surprises. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember I enjoyed the index as well very much. Mm, uh, yeah. Because yeah. it was, well, for me, it was nice to read what I'd just read, but alphabetized this time around. Yeah, yeah. I, you'd have to say the index alone would make it a success. Right. Even if you didn't have the rest of the book itself, you know, it would sure. still be a good yarn. Uh, some of the photos as well in the middle were, were nice because you could just... But you could really see what things look like. Yeah, yeah. You, you get a real good look at the things the words in the book were talking about. Right, but it didn't stop there because uh, nope. they'd also added more words under each picture to explain what that picture was saying, you know, just to really drive it home. Mm, oh, like captions? Oh, I'm not familiar with that term, but uh, w whatever they were, they were very helpful, extremely helpful. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, I, I did like the book. I thought it had a lot to recommend it, actually. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of the page numbers? Oh, I thought they did a brilliant job. I was going to say the page numbers Yeah, yeah, were. the page numbers were real consistent. Well, they hold up. They do hold up. They, yeah, talk about a page turner. I mean, hmm. when you just read those page numbers, you're like, just, you can't wait to see what comes next. Yeah, like yeah. And 19. It, it never disappoints. 20, you know, it's always the next 20, number. What, yeah, and you think, oh, they're going to trip up soon. And they just don't, Andy. They really pull it off. No, 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 no. Pretty solid editing on those page numbers, I think. They, they must have caught every mistake. Yeah, yeah, the attention to detail is second to none. So, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a very handsome volume. Mm. I, I loved it, actually. I would award it one star. Huh. I, I should say using the three-star system that I operate on. Uh, yes, right, right. That's your so, so three is your top score. Three would be my highest accolade, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I know you've gotten into some real scuffles on Amazon over the years with mm -hmm. users who demand mm -hmm. that you switch to a standardized five-star hmm. rating, but you, you stick to your... I'm not going anywhere near it. Yeah, I just... Uh, yeah, yeah. Because it's, yeah. Ve it's very simple. My system works perfectly well as is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, walk me through it because... Uh, okay. Uh, well, one star. Yeah. I love the book. Right, right. Uh, two stars would be like... I love this book so much, it's amongst the top 100 books I have ever read. Wow. <laughs> okay, and yeah. three stars would be, well, this is astonishing. Mm, yeah. This is an astonishing work. Three stars would be, this. Is, I, I, it would be, the, I, I can't even distinguish between this and my other all-time favorite books. That's It's right at the top. Mm, yeah, yeah. That would be three stars. So, yeah, I, I give the Turpington book one star. Mm. And I'll stand by that. I thought it was terrific. Yeah. Go on, na name a book, na any book. Um, to Kill a Mockingbird. One star, another great read. Mm, yeah. And if yeah. you want to argue with that, you can wag your tongue till the cows come home, mate. But to me, it's a great book. There, I've said it, one star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's no arguing with it. I mean, yeah. There's no arguing with it. Yeah. What are you, well, what happens if you don't, what happens if you hate a book? Well, I haven't come across that yet. Ah, well, okay. Well, whew, that, that's pretty great. Yeah. Well, it works for me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I just. I don't see why any more stars are needed. To me, it seems yeah. like how good must a book be? Like you know, for me, five stars would just. I can't even. There can't be a book like that. It, it would be head exploding. It it would be overkill. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. have to stop the star rating at some point, or it just becomes ludicrous. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so you stop it at, at three. Three, at three. Yeah. yeah. Go on, name another book. Anything you like. Uh, uh, Harry Potter. Three stars. Three stars, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's one of my joint all-time favorites. I cannot separate it. So. Well, okay, so what puts it up there in that rarefied mm -hmm. category? What makes it a sparkling triple-star affair to your mind? 
Well, okay. Uh, it's very imaginative. Would be my first thing. Uh huh. What else? Well, uh, it, it's just full of. Yeah, it's just very imaginative. Page numbers. Oh, bang on! I mean, I'd expect nothing less in a three-starer. That's impeccable page numbers. Yeah, impeccable. It hasn't got an index, I will admit, but I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, you didn't miss it. I honestly didn't. I mean, it scored so high on, yeah, just the imagination. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really can't fault it. Yeah. 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 It's a solid ring, ding, a ding, three stars. Oh, ring, ding, a ding. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, wow. Uh, Yeah, and when I do find a three-star like that, and I'll open it, and almost the bells will start going off for me like that almost immediately from Mm. the very first word. Yeah, yeah, well, you've developed a real sense. How about Moby Dick? Two stars. Yeah. Definitely in the top 100. Mm. No no ring-ding-a-ding, though? It didn't ring the bell? It, I would say it tickled Uh the bell. Uh That would be my review. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, if you asked me to break that down, Andy, I, I I'd would, say, yeah. uh, to me, uh, quite imaginative. Uh-huh. Quite imaginative, yeah. Uh, page numbers, all kosher. Yep. Uh, superb stuff. Two stars. Well, you've really got it down. Great Gatsby. One star. The unbearable lightness of being. Uh, one star. Frankenstein. Very imaginative. Two stars. Girl with the dragon tattoo. Two stars. Uh, who moved my cheese? Ring, ding, a ding. Three stars. Uh, Good Night Moon. Uh, don't know it, but two stars. The Three Musketeers. Three stars, one per musketeer. Ever do half stars? Nope. Well, I cannot trip you up, can I? Moby Dick. Two stars. Well, thank you so much for all your questions, everyone. We have at least another 4,000 that I'm afraid we didn't have time to get to today, but maybe another time. Maybe we'll do this again. For sure, Andy. That was a lot of fun. And what I think I've been most impressed by is just the depth of knowledge displayed by our listeners. Absolutely. Well done, you, Tumbleheads. Yeah, those were some very insightful questions. Yeah, yeah. You really stretched us, you guys. Uh, the spelling and grammar of some of them hasn't but you know, the standard's not been amazing, but I- I'm splitting hairs. It's not an exam. Yeah, yeah. Point is, we really are building a community here. We are, we are. And it's genuinely humbling to experience that. So thank you. You know, we do our thing and you do your thing and we build on that together. It's like jazz. It's like jazz. Or, you know, Oscar Wilde, Mr. Oscar Wilde. Yeah. He of the sharp quill and sharper yet tongue who said, he said, uh, we are all of us in the gutter. Mm. And that's all he said. That was it. Well, thanks once again for listening, and come on back next time for our final episode in the series, where we will be celebrating a celebration. Yes, do tune in if you want to find out the answer to that riddle. See you next time, Tumbleheads. Bye. Podcast Network.